Welcome to the Step Change Podcast from me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. My podcast and my thoughts to help you with the development of your own business. And the title of this latest podcast is the 21 Tips for Entrepreneurial Success. Now, over the years, I've worked with a number of business owners and I've studied many entrepreneurs from my days of running the small business startup team for Barclays in Oxfordshire. Um, to running my own businesses, and then working in advisory roles for firms of accountants. I've seen how successful business owners, entrepreneurs run their business, whether it's the business idea, whether it's the individual's contribution, whether it's the systems or processes. So I wanted to share my thoughts around entrepreneurial success. Now, I understand that most successful entrepreneurs, what they do on a daily basis is really around the attitude that they have, their operational excellence that they command, and the high payoff activities that they undertake. Now, what I call a high payoff activity is the things that you have to do in your business on a day-by-day basis without distraction for the development of your business. So here are my 21 thoughts and the areas which I consider a key focus for entrepreneurial success. First of all, it's push your comfort zone. For me, it's the mindset that differentiates many entrepreneurs. Now, I've heard it said before that successful entrepreneurs have a positive mental attitude. And yes, they do. But for me, it's much more than just having a positive outlook. They are open to opportunities. They're excited by change and they make things happen. So what are you doing to push your comfort zone? How often do you perhaps have stopped yourself thinking, okay, that's my comfort zone. I'm not going any further. How can you continue to push that comfort zone that little bit further? And I guess, you know, that's things like walking into a room of people, picking up a phone, making a direct request for business. The second area is know who you can trust. It's so important to have good people around you. Now, that's whether they're your employees, your advisors, your network, your associates, your supply chain. And it continues to disappoint me who you can actually trust in business at times. So you have to be a good judge, perhaps a better judge than I I sometimes am. But for me, there seems to be two distinct characters, the ones that you can trust and those that falsely want to build relationships with you for dishonest purposes. So I guess it's a little bit life as it is today. You know, some take a very short-term focus, you know, what's in it for me, Um, but that's not my makeup. That's not how I work. So you know, how do you work? How do you want to build trust? How are you going to associate your trust with others? And linked to that, the third area is understand the personalities around you. I think it's so important to know the personalities that are around you and how they impact on you and your business. Now, I've always been an advocate of personality profiling and behavioral style and assessments. And these tools can tell us so much more about a person than perhaps we can assess in a face-to-face conversation at uh, short moments. So I think many successful entrepreneurs will comment on how important it is to have good people around us, but it's also ensuring that you have the skills around you to ensure that the tasks you need doing are effectively completed. Then another entrepreneurial success factor is respond in a timely manner or communicate after a perceived delay. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I continually get surprised by the number of people that don't respond to prospect inquiries. Um, you know, there are certain 
industries and sectors that are, are, are worse than others for this. But, you know, I personally pride myself on my organizational skills, time management, and my commitment to the actions that I've agreed. And like I say, I'm continually surprised and often disappointed by business owners who, who don't return calls, acknowledge an email, stick to a meeting commitment. So thinking about your response, do you have service level agreements? Do you think about how you're going to respond within a certain time period? Because surely it's common sense in a business to do those things efficiently. But I'm sure that you, know, you can think of somebody in your network right now that you know, fits those characteristics that I've mentioned. Also, have belief and persevere. If you don't believe in yourself, then often nobody else will. So I've always believed in my own ability and my ideas and then persevered with a well-planned activity goal that despite how much others try to knock me off it or deflect me, I stay on the trajectory of what I require. So I guess we've all experienced that type of situation and that could you know, rock our self-belief. But one thing that an entrepreneur has is at their core of their personality is this belief and perseverance. Now, it's, for me, that's not arrogance. This is a fact that I've experienced many ups and downs in the past and I know the world of business is not a smooth path towards your goals. And I know from experience that you have to be able to pick yourself up on the other side, move forward, and of course, your self-belief can hugely influence this. Follow your perception or your gut feel. Your perception is your ability to make an observation and decide how you plan to proceed. Now, many decisions an entrepreneur are make is with their gut feel. And then they make quick calculated decisions with the acceptance that all the decisions have to have an outcome. And from that outcome, it will be something that they learn from. We can often procrastinate and never make a decision, or we can make a decision and then be prepared to make an honest review of the outcome and then gain from that learn for the future to either repeat it, never do it again, or tweak it in some way. And that's a situation that we face at any time that could positively have that great impact on us. And I guess our initial approach to the task in hand can perhaps be taken then with excitement or with fear, depending on how we perceive what could potentially happen. Another entrepreneurial trait that I'd ref reference is the ability to say no. How easy do you find it to say no? Now, looking back, do you regret taking on a customer or perhaps a situation or a task because you did not say no? Now, an entrepreneur has the ability to know or sense what it is that's right and simply say no. If we do not, then how far on the journey do we go before we try to come back from that and you know, then get to a point of no return where we, we can't sort of back out of the commitment that we've made? It's not a natural instinct for many of us, hence entrepreneurs build this knowledge and the ability to say no. Um, and my studies indicate that if we cannot master this, then we'll never build the business we desire as we'll be continually taking three steps forward and too many back. And I think if you're clear about what your vision, goals and objectives are, you're very clear in terms of what you're more likely to say yes or no to. Now, the next trait is something that I believe in immensely, and it's about people buy from people. 
within a business that offers a personal experience, primarily the purchase is made from an individual making the offer and not so much from the brand or the business. Now, yes, certain brands can influence this individual's decision-making, but we all know people who have never returned to a location because of the service they've received, not just because of the product. So, for example, I previously worked with a colleague who walked a little further each day for the same brand of coffee from a different location because of her service experience at one particular outlet. Now, entrepreneurs are very people orientated, even if it's not seen at face value. They understand why and how people buy from people and achieve results through relationships. And people tend to buy from people they trust, respect, have a rapport with, believe and trust. So entrepreneurs are therefore good at aligning their own values with others and demonstrating true empathy. The ninth area is keep the big picture in mind with your daily actions. Now, entrepreneurs are big picture thinkers. They are creative. They take the long view. They can quickly see patterns in complex problems and like to come up with new ideas and new projects. When working with clients on a one-to-one basis, quite often I'm reminding them to remember the big picture, the reason why, whilst also encouraging the planning for their next small step. And for an entrepreneur who is a big picture thinker, the small steps can sometimes be the difficult piece, especially if they have a low tolerance to the detail and the tedious work. So yes, both of these are important, but you can only start to work out the small steps if you know what the big picture is that you want to achieve. The 10th area is to truly understand your motivation. Know your true motivation for running the business. And for me, keep that motivation in mind when presented with situations that require a decision. Entrepreneurs spend time considering their vision and their objectives and they're planning the direction that they want to take. They then have to be given a very good reason to be deflected from that route because they're clear about what it is that motivates them. I would suggest that if the opportunity presented to you does not support your motivation or your goals, then strongly consider not taking that route as another opportunity usually comes along very soon. But how often do we truly establish our true motivation? Yes, having goals helps, but in my view, they're they're for helping us to achieve our true motivator. You need to get in touch with what really matters to you. What is it you passionately want to achieve? What's your purpose? What's your why? How clearly can you define this? And then explore several possibilities before settling on one. Perhaps involve others that are close to you that will help you achieve a clear understanding of your true motivators. For entrepreneurs, the personal success is often interlocked with what you achieve from a business perspective. For example, if you want to live in a bigger house, a business has to generate a turnover, profit and cash for you able to spend it. If you want work-life balance, then the business has to not be so stressful. The 11th point is know the value of your work-life balance. Yes, the journey of an entrepreneur is hard work, sometimes lonely, and can involve some longer hours than desired at times. However, this is generally accepted as the entrepreneur knows that the action supports the goals and objectives they've set themselves. If it does not support them, then this could be the start of a problem. And personally, I remind myself daily of the quote, you work to live, not live to work. And when studying entrepreneurs, those who do not seem to have a work-life balance are those that 
do not have a way to measure or value this. Now, I've seen many examples where this is not perceived as important because they're simply focused on the business success and the long-term goal, so are willing to sacrifice in the short term. But that short term can then sometimes become the long term. Utilise the strengths and work on your personal development. An entrepreneur is confident in their ability and plays to their strengths whilst usually hiring other skills around them. They are also very honest about those strengths and the areas for their personal development. And it's suggested to regularly undertake an analysis of your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats for the circumstances and the role that you're undertaking for a specific task. What do you need to work on? And then consider completing a gap analysis of your skills in the area, such as sales, marketing, finance, operational excellence, leadership, etc., and highlight to yourself some areas for focus. Make the numbers work. Unlucky number 13 for some, because it's related to numbers that entrepreneurs don't always love. But make the numbers work in your business. Entrepreneurs may not always understand all the financials in the business, but they have a burning desire to measure and understand the various numbers and make sure that they're working for the future success of their business. These are known for me as the true success drivers of your business. So this is not just the financial numbers or the analysis of trends that you would undertake with reviewing a set of financial accounts, but also the understanding of those underlying success drivers for your business. So for example, what are the drivers contributing to your sales performance and how do you measure them, understand them and ultimately improve them? Is it the number of leads? Is it the conversion rate, average sale value, the referrals you received, or maybe the number of prospect meetings that you hold? What you can measure then indicates success as defined by you. Number 14 is effective goal planning. I've noticed that it is no surprise that entrepreneurs that have better results quite often have previously set themselves goals to achieve them and quite often written them down. In 2006, I decided to study many resources and saw the strong linkage to success um, and now I'm a strong advocate of goal planning. So therefore, I advocate effective goal planning. So that's not just think, what am I going to do? When am I going to do it by? What do I need to do? This is thinking deeper. This is thinking about, okay, what are my motivations, positives and negatives? Who do I need to share this with for accountability? What are the obstacles that's going to stop me? And what's my solutions to those obstacles so I can build those into my action plan? And you can take a look at um, some of my resources on my website that talks about effective goal planning. Number 15 is become immune to criticism. Entrepreneurs rarely let somebody else's disapproval get them down or keep them from moving towards their goals. Unfortunately, it's human nature. As, um, as you seem to be successful or if you're doing things better than others, then you are likely to face comment or criticism. You could listen to this, you could allow that criticism to impact on your outlook and even change your previously clear defined direction. But the alternative really is hear any detail in the words, but importantly, do not engage with the emotion. Number 16 is the understanding that wealth is for the long term. Entrepreneurs that have experienced success by their own definition can often relate back to this point. They have a created a system, I guess, that retains their customers and encourages them to continue to make further purchases. They understand and are motivated by the lifetime value of acquiring a new customer. 
it is of course fantastic to make that first sale to a new customer. However, you should aim to have a number of related products or services that encourages the customer to buy from you over a long trusted relationship. Continually focus on three key steps to grow. You can be successful focusing on one area, but most truly great entrepreneurial success stories that I've researched have all focused on a cumulative effect of working on a number of improvements at the same time. I can more or less guarantee that whichever successful entrepreneur you choose to read about is likely they focused on these top three steps at the same time and made them a habit in their business. Firstly, to increase the number of customers. Secondly, to increase the average sale value. And thirdly, to increase the frequency from which that customer buys from them. Number 18 is know your acquisition value and the likely return on marketing investment. So how much does it cost you to win a new customer? So for example, what was your investment in that advert or the creation of your landing page to sell the offer and track the inquiries? Then how many inquiries did you receive that converted to a customer? This simple equation cost divided by the customer's one will give you your acquisition value. And you should also know your lifetime value of winning that customer. So i.e. the income that you generate per year times the number of years on average that you retain your customers. This then gives you valuable information to know how the campaigns that you're going to do in the future will perform in the future. So, you know, if the lifetime value outweighs the acquisition value, then it's simply an investment opportunity to consider then replicating again and again and again. Number 19 is to test and measure what you do. Another characteristic of individual entrepreneurs that I personally consider to have been successful is that they're near obsessive with great marketing activities and obtaining positive results from their marketing investment. To know that they have great marketing activities to work, they test and measure and have the results and statistics to tell them what works, what works best, and if they make X pounds of investment, they will get a likely return in terms of their turnover and profit. So you should be testing what works for you, learning from your own campaigns by measuring the results and then tweaking if necessary before repeating that process. Number 20, have multiple marketing methods, but with a caveat, know which ones really work. So whilst also talking about obsessive marketing, standout entrepreneurs will have a number of marketing strategies that are together creating many activities at the same time to generate leads and drive revenue for their business. These strategies and activities will be both online and offline activities, but all undertaken in a consistent manner with a consistent message, all working systematically for the habit of that business. You have, you have to be continually generating leads from various lead sources. So, you know, being consistent is so important. But as I say, have varied, but know which ones truly work with you. So you double down on the ones that really work for you. And 21, the 21st entrepreneurial success tip is try things for yourself. Procrastination can stifle the development and growth of any business. You will find as an entrepreneur that there will be advice coming to you from all directions, whether that's a colleague, an associate, an online article, newspaper, a customer, supplier, etc. So quite often the advice will be contradictory and you end up fear of trying anything because somewhere you're told that that was a bad idea. 
So try things for yourself. Firstly, test them out in small terms of numbers and the level of investment you make in. Then tweak the activity from those initial results, test it further in a small way. Review those measured results, and before deciding if it works or not, then you can actually see if it's good for your business. So I hope those 21 tips for entrepreneurial success have been useful for you. Um, thank you again for listening to my latest pod, Step Change podcast, and please tune in again next time for a Step Change podcast when I'll be again sharing some thoughts to help you with the development of your business.